everybody. Welcome to episode 18 of the Hustling Sideways podcast. I didn't swivel this no, time. No, you didn't. And I'm like a little, that's become an ongoing thing now. Yes. And I just gave you a look. Yeah. I was like, oh. He was very, very confused. But anyway, I'm Alan Hallis. I'm a music writer. I am Jim Love, and I'm going to have to swivel for you. Hang on. Okay, there okay. We go. That's a proper and, swivel. And I am a keynote and motivational speaker for my company called Authentically You. And uh, this is where we talk about people's side passions, their their side hustles. Yeah, for those of you maybe who are new to the program, hopefully, I like that. I feel we can we can intro it a little bit. Yeah, right? hopefully we've got a lot of uh, new ears to yes. uh, to the pod. Yeah. Uh, we noticed something within the last couple of podcasts that we've been interviewing people from all over the country, and that yes. was not necessarily our intention not when we all. started. And it's fantastic. So this is this is state number ten. Ten. Yes. Which so, is, which is yeah, a big double deal. digits on the state. It only took yes. us eighteen episodes to get there, which is yeah. kind of amazing. That's awesome, and it'll it will we have more coming that are from different places. And, sure, uh, and you know what? We're gonna go international one of these times. Yeah, I'm sure. We got someone, totally someone out there, and uh, we haven't planned any of the international. No, none of them. Yeah, nor have we planned like the majority of us. So hit us. Podcasts. I always just say we have guests coming, and we have to kind of like. So hit us up if you're out. like overseas <laughs> or I don't know. Uh, Guam does Guam count? Oh, Guam definitely it's counts. It's a territory. Yeah, yeah, but, but that like, counts. But like an awesome territory that's it not is, here. It is technically over a sea. So I would oh, I would say true. that's overseas. Yeah. That's so we're going to go with Guam next. <laughs> that's a good point. So that's hit us up point. Guam. So, anyway. Yes, yeah, so this is episode number 18. <laughs> yes. Which is fantastic and uh we're we're excited to hit another milestone soon of, of <laughs> 20, which is like that one's actually scheduled, so that's pretty cool. Yeah. We got we got some good peeps uh, coming. Um and yeah, thank you for being here. And actually, we're this is we're we're in a little bit later tonight. And Ellen and I both have a, have a drink, and we're we're ready to rock. And our our, our guest I know is is ready to rock too. Uh, yes. And so on that note, I'm going to introduce that guest. So um, this is a guy that Ellen and I um, that kind of rhymed. This is a guy <laughs> that Ellen and I don't start rapping. No, 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 no. <laughs> don't don't start. Don't start. As a music guy, I got to tell you, I got to just. I'm gonna stop oh, you in your tracks. <laughs> that was professionally offensive. Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. I'll take. I'll take the. I'll take the cue there. One. One anyway. episode. Ago. Yes. So this. This. <laughs> this is a guy that uh, that Ellen and I both went to college with. Um, and as you probably caught on at this point, we all went to college at Marquette, and we've all had episodes like that. Yada yep. yada yada. Um, but uh, really excited to have uh, Kyle Stanley on the show tonight, who's someone who um, I think has been a side hustler since he was out of the womb, really, and, and <laughs> is someone who I've who I've always known as a go getter and um, always very motivated and, and always looking for the next thing. Uh, and so we're just so pumped to hear his story tonight and um, share some funny probably college memories and maybe a couple post grad. We'll see what happens and um, and really dive into what what Kyle's passionate about and what he does. So Kyle is the owner and founder of his company called Strategically Digital, which Mm -hmm. he will describe more after that. And um, on the side, he is the coach of the Westerville Crew rowing team. Based, in Ohio. Based in Ohio. So that is the 10th state. Yes. Uh, and so we're really excited to hear. And, and obviously those two things are quite different. And we know that Alan is, is mesmerized when that happens. So we're, Absolutely. we're excited about that. So Kyle Stanley, welcome to Hustling Sideways. Thanks for having me here, guys. I'm uh, happy to be the guest that turns your program into an adult at 18 episodes. That's yes. right. I was going to make the joke and then you did. So he thank, did it thank for, you for It's that. like you guys lived together. Uh, yes. Actually, yeah. funny you should say that. Kyle, who was your favorite roommate? Um, 
this is going to backfire. This, so this feline named Jude that's sitting behind me right now, she's a pretty good, pretty good roommate. Oh, oh, I knew that man, was you coming. Got, you got this trick. Guarantee that. I'm a top five. So Kyle and I live you together. You are top five. You are top five. <laughs> good. And you've had like four roommates, so it's great. Uh, <laughs> Kyle, Kyle and I lived together uh, directly after college, the 2013 to 14 school year, I'm going to call it, because let's be honest, I was I was doing a fifth year of Marquette, <laughs> even, when, even when I wasn't supposed to be, but I was there, and it's fine. Uh, and we had a great time. But Kyle, yeah. speed bumps and roadblocks along the way and uh and just give us a little about uh, wow a little bit about your background and jim it does not count as one of the roadblocks just saying jim just <laughs> I, at, being really i was that. gonna ask about that yeah um, yeah i knew that was coming um that would be a whole other episode in itself so <laughs> right, exactly uh let's keep this timely right now um so <laughs> as you're speaking to me while i'm in ohio uh that's where life started off for me 18 good old years growing up out here uh, from Toledo, Ohio, the Toledo, Ohio area originally. Walterville, for those that know the area quite well. Mm. Um, you know, given that name, I thought that comes with the rowing thing. We can go full circle there. But there's <laughs> uh, always puns in life, guys. Um, so I went to St. Francis to Sales High School in Toledo, Ohio. Uh, it was a third, third, the third religious institution I went to. And so I decided to make a fourth one. You know, why not? And I uh, <laughs> decided about a month after everyone else was supposed to decide that I would go to attend Marquette. Um, uh, if I said there was a lot of thought put into it, I would be telling the truth. But in the actual decision at the moment, um, <clears throat> the director of development at my high school asked me after I walked out of our graduation where I was going and I stuttered and stared at him and just blurted out Marquette. Um, <laughs> I didn't so, know that. That's really funny. Yeah. Life yeah, decision. That's, that's how Marquette became the choice, man. Wow. <laughs> well, that I'd say that worked out well as a spur of the moment it, decision. Goodness. It did. It did. That little stress and anxiety triggered, triggered, uh, the right, the right syllables and the right word apparently. So, <laughs> um, about four miles after that ended up moving into Marquette and, uh, into good old McCormick. I remember Jim running around in his, uh, Notre Dame hat. And I just the whole time thought, Oh, that 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 son of a gun didn't get another name, so he's going to Marquette. Like half these people here. Um, <laughs> that's, and, which, uh, okay, for the record, that's not what happened to me. So I thought <laughs> that, that that I I was accepted every school I applied to, and I'm not going to say which but, ones I applied to. <laughs> but you you were wearing another name. Hat that's with. true, and I still wear it. Carry on. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, so that was my first impression of Jim. I, I at least let, let people know my my first memory of that man, but. <laughs> Uh, uh, you know, did the, did the three and a half years at Marquette, um, graduated early for whatever reasons, um, like Jim went for his fifth year. I went for my fifth and a half year, uh, there and, uh, stuck around and, you know, hung out like I was a college student the last three and a half last next year and a half, uh, with half my friends still in college. Uh, but you know, that, that last six months going into college and then the six months pr- afterwards when, you know, I have this theory that, you know, when you go from from a rigorous education and also being involved extracurriculars in college and immediately enter the workforce, it's almost like, wow, there's a lot of time in life. Mm-hmm. And you hmm. go into the concept of 40 hour work week really isn't that long. And I say this now when I'm, you know, 30, uh, 2021, it did not feel like a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and uh that's kind of when I use that time to kind of figure out starting the business in a way. Um, so I spent seven years in Milwaukee. Uh, I'm going to do the quick fast forward, tell me where I'm at now. And then Jim, I'll let you and Alan kind of figure out how I got there through your questions. Oh, nice. but, I like uh, you know, seven and a half, seven plus years in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, ended up coming back to Ohio, continue to chasing, chase, chasing this passion and side hustle of rowing. Um, and been back here for about five years now. 
So there's there's your there's your fast forward from, from the start to finish. I'm sure you guys want me to fill in some gaps later on. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. That is what we're here to do is to to fill in those gaps. Um, you kind of touched on it right there. Strategically digital, strategically digital. Um, started. Sorry. Yes, started. Uh, the your senior year um three and a half years also congratulations that's amazing i actually never knew that (laughs) yeah i never knew that but uh okay so three and a half years and then you've got a business plan you're developing it while you're still finishing up school was the decision right away to go full-time with that and be like okay it's just gonna be this company i'm gonna sink or swim or was there a thought of like okay i should probably find a job somewhere or or (laughs) what (laughs) You know, there's three different layers, uh, three different main, you know, points in time that help everything come to be in the end originally. Um, the first was, you know, end of May, start of June, end of, I want to say middle end of May, uh, you know, 2012. So going into my, what would be my last semester, that, that half year point, right? Um, I was in a, this, you know, it sounds like I already showed the company, had not. I was in a meeting with, um, a nonprofit uh, called Partners for Clean Streams uh, based out of the Northwest Ohio area. Uh, so I had done an Eagle Scout project my senior year of high school that I wanted, and this is where things come really full circle, the very start, gentlemen. So um, that I wanted to do my Eagle Scout project as a way that I felt passionate about the project itself and what it was doing and fulfilling. Uh, and not to talk crap about anyone else's, but there's a lot of, you know, build a bench, build a gazebo, clean up a pathway or whatever. Right. Yeah. And um, those are great projects. It takes a lot of organizing to do all that stuff. There's nothing wrong with that. I, I just had this inclination that I wanted to do something to that really fit my passion at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I decided to, I wanted to clean up six and a half miles worth of watershed in the downtown Toledo area where I spent every day rowing. And I was looking at this crap show for the for back of better words right now on the, on, the, <laughs> on the banks of the mommy river Mom, mighty mommy in downtown Toledo area um it was pretty disgusting to be honest and uh i my i got connected with a woman working with the department of like environmental services within the city of toledo and she loved the idea told me about a, a, a cleanup that occurs every every September. And I went, what weekend? And it was the same weekend that I was hoping to try to do my project, ironically enough. Ooh. And, um, you know, connected with them. They uh, were looking at turning from a group that does one event every year into a 501c3 nonprofit that was partially funded by the Ohio EPA through grants and other, other revenue resources. Okay. So that's that's 08. Okay, let's fast forward to 2012. That pro- my project's still going on as part of their annual cleanup, which is awesome. But I feel guilty that I'm not be able to be around to help out with it. So I'm trying to figure out how to offer to help them out in any ways possible for the previous year, mm-hmm. remotely. Skill sets were web communications, video production, web development. I've been doing for many years on my own end, not for a degree, but just taught myself in sixth grade and then for wow. all that stuff. <laughs> so I have been doing this stuff, helping them out pro bono in theory, just help them out because I felt guilt tripped because they helped me out so much for my Eagle Scout project many years prior. And the executive director approaches me in a meeting in April or May 2012 and says, I need you to get me a contract proposal. Okay. Yeah. I didn't quite understand what that meant. <laughs> yeah. So I, so I, I looked at her and went, um, what are you asking me again? 
<laughs> all the stuff you do for us, I need you to pr- put a proposal together in dollar amount so we can pay you for all this work. <laughs> wow. But, but you're not, I'm just trying to give back. We, Kyle, we have grant money and operating budgets and you're doing a lot of work for us. That's <laughs> <laughs> What a moment. Yeah, we, oh, yeah. I mean, we talk a lot about people where they're like trying to chase kind of getting paid for their thing. And, yeah. and then all of a sudden it seems like the money was chasing you. It chased you. Yeah, literally. It, they're like waving they dollar bills. lucky with that. Yeah. Um, so I, of course, am reaching out to all my resources. I have no idea what to charge for what I'm doing here. All this other stuff. Um, and I've got a month and a half to get this all together for them to have it um, uh, going into fiscal year. Uh, and so I'm working on all of this. Here's the other fun fact. The, the, the proposals do, you know, going at the start of the new fiscal year, uh, July one, Jim, are you, under, are you aware of, uh, the, the timeline here right now? I, well, I know what July one is, if that's what you're asking, but do you know what <laughs> July one of 2012 was? No, no. <laughs> that, would, that would be my 21st birthday. Oh, your 21st. Okay, oh. I knew it was your birthday. I didn't put the math in my head. Got it. There we okay. go. Yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> it's an important one. Yes. That's an important college birthday. Yes, yes. It's an important college birthday. I, for any number of reasons. Yes, it is. So I firmly uh, remember submitting this contract proposal on <laughs> the the morning of my 21st birthday from the Starbucks on 16th in Wisconsin. Which is, which is so you. That, like, <laughs> that 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 is your 21 like that's of course you did like like yeah from it a starbucks on your 21st and i'm just saying like that's to to have to have the combo be 21st and be coffee and have kyle be involved is is exactly <laughs> what happened so yes i, I believe every word of that <laughs> exactly i figured you would appreciate yeah. and be able to add on to that there yeah so i submitted that and i mean at this point this is was a simply a side hustle that someone's willing to pay me for I'm going into college, whatever. I have time. Finally, I'm taking less credits than I've ever taken. I'm a little less involved, not running any student organizations in theory for the first time in a couple of years. Let's use this time. Let's play. Let's get some quote unquote free money that I didn't had no expectation of getting. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you have this conversation with enough people over the next month or two and I'm going into late October you know, getting two months from graduation and all of a sudden I have four contracts and clients signed. Um, <laughs> what a start. Yeah. Welcome and, to the real world. <laughs> exactly. And I'm just like, okay, what's, I'm not quite sure what's rolling here. And, you know, started doing some math and went, you know, I'm graduating early. I'm already saving some extra money. Let's, let's just play around with this for six months. Let's see where this takes me. I have okay. no idea what's going to happen. I don't know where life, what life is going to do. Let's just play around with this. Mm-hmm. Um, so I went into graduation originally thinking I was going to be applying for jobs in November, December. No. <laughs> <laughs> so we just went with this. Uh, as Jim knows a little bit, I, I, I wasn't quite fully hooked into it yet. I got an offer to take some grad classes at Marquette for free for a little bit. Um, and did so and was going for a grad degree at the same time, trying to figure out where my passions would lie. Mm-hmm. Let's just say very about two or three months in, I was very enjoying the classes. I got A's, by the way, 4.0 in grad school. Yeah. And, and one I, of them, I was in the class with them. And, oh, and yeah. Yeah. The class. I can attest yep. that that was a successful class. Yes, <laughs> very much so. That was a lot okay. of fun. <laughs> it was, it was. Um, 
So it was about two months into that as the, the, the portfolio and the, the clients kept client list kept growing. Um, and it was a lot of luck on that. end. I mean, my, I would say 70 to 80%, and that maybe even is even low balling it, uh, from then till now are just referrals and meeting the right people in the right places mm-hmm. and not trying to be a salesman at all. Wow. Um, totally. So it's a lot of luck from the very beginning. Um, and so, you know, that two or three months in Alan is when I kind of figured out this is, this could actually work. This could, this can pay the bills and build a life a little bit. Yeah. Um, and, you know, every, I think Jim's heard the conversation every few years, I'm thinking back through of like, how, how did I get here? Where do I go next? <laughs> right. Yeah. As anyone in this, and as uh, you know, entrepreneurship of life does, um, sometimes, you know, but and that's, that's those first six months is how, how it happened. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, but it all goes back to, you know, you know, rowing and boy scouts that open up the doorway. Right. And then what I can tell you right now is what kicked down the doorway and kept running through it was Marquette and the people I met through that Sigma Chi fraternity and the people that have helped me grow and build through that and the continuation of, of rowing that and, and boy scouts like all those strong networks people that helped me grow when i was younger have helped me continue to grow as as an entrepreneur till, till now that's okay so so much to like I, unpack, i'm like connecting yes. dots in my so like what i think is is fascinating and you know a lot of times because you know your your, your rowing passion and in and in, in, in you know your your day job with with web design and, and um you know with strategic digital like on, seemingly is not related right but but the path that that got you to there is so is which is which is so interesting like like i mean that that point and i and it's interesting that you bring up like that moment of validation that the gentleman in in, in you know in the project was like we have to pay you like yeah that had to have been a moment where you're like oh my gosh like i guess this is you know and like not many, not many people can point back to like a very specific like question of like, we are paying, you You know what I mean? Like that's, yeah. that, like that's got, that's wild. And I think that, that, that propelled you of had to give you a little bit of confidence of like, okay, well, this is, this is a value. I can, I can produce something that people need, want, and will pay for. And yeah. if I continue doing that, like, I, you know, and I'll be good. And then that leads, you know, into your kind of how, I mean, it's, that's really cool. That's, that's a, that's a fascinating story. And yeah, I think that, I mean, part of it too, kind of comes into, you know, where you're at in life. Um, I, I mean, we both were broadcast people. We know yeah. that, uh, you know, there's there's always people out there that want to just hire some college kid to do it because they're usually cheaper. Um, <laughs> but to be some college kid with a plan, I think, puts you a step ahead of, you know, what I mean, once that client list started building or yeah. to be a, a, a college student with at least some experience in the real world of doing this. I think that, you know, that elevated your game immediately because you knew you had sort of been through it before while you were in that kind of experimental six months, you know? Absolutely. You know, it's <clears throat> the experimental six months of it, There wasn't the pressure on it's a weird way. I was, I didn't feel like I was, I was never put myself in that pressure cooker of you, you, you can't fail. You got to support your life. You got to support everything around you. I was kind of in this, you know, I graduated early. I have my, I, and I'm not even trying to do this right now originally, right? Like this yeah. just kind of happened. I got very, very lucky with that. So I never went through that, that pressurized situation. Um, yep. Yep. Now that could, that has highs and lows for it and <laughs> that, that uh, pros and cons on that, in that end. But it did give me that sense of, 
ownership and opportunity to run after it, right? And not and and truly know that I chose to do this. I wanted to do this, and someone gave me the opportunity to do it, which was great. But it wasn't a I have to do this to succeed right now. Is it's a fully full full on ownership of, you know, let's freaking go. Yeah, let's figure this out. Yeah, exactly. You know, I have to think that they, that almost doing it in the unconventional route, you know, of of three and a half years and like sort of not having like the timeline already built out in your head of like what you're supposed to do mm-hmm. like that, that, that does take pressure off. Cause it's like, you're not really comparing it to anybody else's. It's like, well, everyone else I know right now it's August and they're all starting in September. Like, you know, you, you getting off like in December was different and you could yeah. be like, well, yeah. I, I, I don't really have that baked in sort of, if I don't do it by now, I'm, I'm done. And, and it's like, well, let's, let's try it. And so like that, like, whole, gosh, ridding of the fear of failure does, wonders for people like like because you know some things won't go well and that's okay but i think people that like are nervous about it when the first thing or second thing or third thing doesn't go well they're like well is this the right thing right you know what i mean like and that throws off your whole equilibrium and and really your confidence is shattered and that it happened to me for i was like well i don't you know i don't know and i'm like well don't worry like okay if it doesn't go well it doesn't go well yeah and that's a that's a life thing that's not even a that's not even a business thing really Mm -hmm. it's so many people have their life that they have to hit this milestone by this age and it's really that, you know, for everybody that we've talked to has not been the case. Right. It's kind of always exactly. been, they're going to do their thing. We're going to figure it out. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like that has mm-hmm. to be a personality. Cause some people get nailed down to that and they're like, I have to not even have a business. I have to be married by this age. Yeah. I have to have yeah. a kid by it's this like age. It's like a movie whatever. script. Like they're following a movie script that they're yeah. supposed to be in. And, and you know, whereas right. like the way life works is not like that. Like it's not yeah. scripted. It's it's a day by day and you make decisions based on that. Yeah. And I entirely relate to the, um, the entrepreneurial aspect of trying to just kind of see what happens mm-hmm. and, and you yeah. don't know what happens next. There is no concrete plan, you know? Yeah. I mean, milestones are great. Right. You know, it's great to look at goals and, and set milestones to try to get. But, you know, how often I mean, I'm sure you guys through these through these conversations and dialogue and I'm and, and Jim, I know I've had this conversation with you personally. You know, every once one of these entrepreneurial podcasts talks about failure all the damn time. Mm-hmm. Right. And and so for me, it was kind of I was a little bit more open to failure. Right. So it wasn't I had to succeed. It was much more willing to go. I wasn't even thinking about failure as a lesson as I was. OK, so what? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Exactly. And, and so that looseness enabled things a lot. And, and you know, it, it worked for it, the first three to five years, I want to say that mm-hmm. really is where I figured things out and I got momentum and I really started to learn what the hell I was actually doing. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it was so you know, not month to month, but like quarter to quarter, year to year, it was, okay, what, what do we do? We do a lot of different things. I'm just kind of saying, yeah, we can figure this out. I can get the resources, but, um, you know, now that we're I'm nine plus years in at this point, going on 10 years, there's a lot more definition to it in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. And it's because I kind of let myself experience that failure without even being afraid of it in many ways. I got very lucky early on that it was simply, let's just roll. Exactly. And, you know, I know that's not the case for everyone, but it, I got, I got luck and, you know, opportunity is recognizing luck right there. We went. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's luck. And there's a little bit of greenness because exactly. you're coming out of yeah. the world. And, yeah. and like you said, when you started, you didn't know what to charge people. It just yeah. it was there. 
So and I'm gonna yeah. so I want to give one thing here is this is a, a Will Ferrell thing that I was listening to an interview and I'm gonna switch gears right after this but um, <laughs> I was watching an interview with Will Ferrell called Off Camera and it's an amazing YouTube segment it's hosted by a guy named Sam Jones if you've never seen it YouTube it and um, okay. it's it's celebrities kind of like relaxed and giving real personal like things and there's no, like it's it's like it's them talking which is really cool but Will Ferrell um hit, like when he wanted to go into comedy and like just try this his dad pulled him aside and was like hey. Like, if this doesn't go well, like, don't worry. Like, yeah. You can come home. We'll be mm -hmm. fine. You know, and like, in like that conversation, let Will let go of any, he was like, and then I didn't care. Yeah. So I just, I just went out and, and just did my thing on stage. And like that, it was like, it was like not having that fear anymore. was the reason why it got catapulted. And he was like, he pointed back to it. Like that was, that conversation let me be free in what I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. And it's really important. You know, I know I, it's, I mean, it's such, such, such a big deal, but I, so Kyle, I, I'm, I'm curious now. And I, you know, I know we've kind of talked about sort of this, this main business and how much you built it up over almost a decade now, which is amazing and how much you've done. So Talk us through, you know, really your, your passion of, of rowing. And, and <laughs> I know you've been doing it for a long time. Clearly it's been a passion for a long time and, yeah. and, and how it's, how it's translated in, into being, um, you know, a side hustle that, that, that I know turns into sometimes more hours a week than, than a, a normal <laughs> side hustle. So how, how is that going? And you know, what, 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 yeah. what has that turned into? No, I mean, I <clears throat> rowing for those that are listening and trying to understand what the hell we're referring to, uh, long, big skinny boats that go fast through the water there like the go. olympics uh like the olympics exactly, exactly. Mm -hmm. um like the olympics 2000 meter courses that you're seeing there um so that's why that's kind of rowing we're talking about right now um so i i got into it my high school was looking to start a program my freshman year and i had been swimming swimming for eight years prior to that and you know i kind of just got sick of having my head in the water whole whole darn time and wanted <laughs> enjoy being on the water around water and outdoors and whatever but you know something a little bit different was exciting me um so i decided let's go let's try building the start of this team and build it and go from there um it was there, there's some highs and lows doing that for four years uh you know learned a lot had three different sets of coaches over four years which was a challenge um, yeah <laughs> and <laughs> and continued that trend at marquette with three different sets of coaches over four years too but we survived um <laughs> And learned a lot through all that, but yes. right. You don't, you don't go through all that change. Um, if you really don't for whatever crazy reason, find yourself truly passionate and love with what you're doing there. Mm -hmm. Um, for, for those, I mean, for, for, I mean, most of probably people listening have never rowed before. I mean, um, Hugh Laurie was a rower, if you didn't know. And he, he hmm. said it super awesome one time in, a, in an interview with, I think it was Letterman of there's nothing more awesome than when you're sitting on your butt going backwards and you get to see the person you're passing in agony as you go by them right <laughs> you're, you're sitting literally backwards in a boat you don't get to see where you're going you're sitting backwards and it's about how much pain and suffering can you endure with your body while making sure it's working in an exact operation of movements in sync and do it as long as possible and but when you're passing a boat, you get to see everyone else's faces of just pain and agony as you go faster than that, right? So there's a there's a there's a value in that potentially. Who knows? This sounds <laughs> like I say you're driven by pain. Yes. Okay, this sounds exactly. like the guy who made the Saw movies would say something. Like oh, that. Yeah. there we go. Yeah, that's yeah. all us. Yeah. That's it's a very <laughs> twisted mindset. But I'll I'll take it. It's fair. That's yeah. I understand. Um, yeah. I want to play a game. <laughs> I just want to connect a piece real quick. Uh, so yeah. going back to Ohio. Because yes. we kind of we skimmed over that. What was the genesis of going back to Ohio? That was all rowing. 
That okay. was a side hustle becoming reality. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, you know, you fall off the sport. I wasn't planning to continue with it after college in, in many ways. I got pulled into coaching. I helped coach Marquette's team for six years um, with one of my best friends. And, you know, I was kind of at the verge where the business was growing in a really awesome way. Mm-hmm. Um, I was trying to figure out where I wanted to take it, what I wanted to do. Um, uh, and there's a whole other story that happened within there. But, uh, you know, at the same time, I was really enjoying the coaching aspect. So I was that probably 2016 is when I realized I really needed to figure out a way to turn it less of a hobby and more into a side hustle, we'll call it. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and it'd be both a passionate side hustle on that end. Um, I, uh, got asked to go down to a city in Ohio called Hamilton, just north of Cincinnati. Um, yes, they have a giant statue of Alexander Hamilton in the middle of it. I was going to say, I think and, I've heard of Hamilton somehow. Hamilton. Yeah, you have, and they have a sign, sign posters from Broadway musicals. Good time. What's your name, uh, man? <laughs> and, uh, and I got asked to come down there from a rowing team to help them at a fundraiser, uh, with, which is, for, which was racing dragon boats. So 20 person canoes, um, that much lower than rowing. I can teach them how to do it in 10 to 15 minutes. Long story short. Okay. okay. That's all that quote unquote side, side hustle that I do a few times a year. Um, <laughs> but it's growing adjacent. Yeah. And growing adjacent. Exactly. So, um, I ran that, I helped them run the festival steering bows, teaching corporations how to learn it, help them with fundraiser, make some money. Uh, the executive, the chair of their board at the time bought me a beer or two and asked me, so you want to coach here? <laughs> I laughed and said no. Yes, very, very direct. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I'm like, I love Milwaukee. I, whatever. She's like, no, no, no. Like, really? And I'm like, probably not. Like, you know, let me know how I can help. Otherwise, like happy to come down here for this, for this every year. Let's go. Uh, she proceeded to find my phone number through someone, call me, leave me a voicemail, email me and add me on LinkedIn with the next 24 hours. All right. All right that's a little extreme, yes, but okay. I, I understand that <laughs> the, the talent pool of like finding <laughs> rowing interested people it's, is it's probably short. a little narrow. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Correct. And, and ones they can try to somehow yeah. convince to move someplace. Right. Yeah. But, but I feel like you feel wanted. <laughs> I felt a little wanted. Yeah. So, yeah. Jim knows me. I don't turn down conversations very often. <laughs> right. Yes, yes. Alan, you know that too. Yeah. So, um, after all that, I was like, okay, I'll give you, I'll give you some dialogue. Let's have what we'll, we we'll, can do a phone call in a meeting. Two weeks later, they flew me back down there for an actual, you know, what they're trying to do, focusing on the team and rowing, and not about you know the Dragon Boat Festival. Definitely felt wanted after that, right? Yeah, yeah. Now <laughs> you're being very recruited. What they're trying to do. Yes. So, you know, long story short, I said screw it and went. <laughs> it was like, you know, I didn't know what else I was going to get the opportunity to monetize the side hustle and passion a little bit more mm-hmm. and also challenge myself in a different way. Yeah. Um, you know, I had been working with, with my best friend, coaching Marquette, and we were doing really well. Um, we got that, that team was probably. Uh, the women's crew was probably the closest, the most fully competitive depth wise that the team had been in it uh, in many years. Mm-hmm. And um, I felt a little confident. I didn't know quite sure that I was good enough for this stuff as a head coach of a youth program that I was trying to build. But mm-hmm. we said, why not? <laughs> um, and in 2017, we moved down there. Uh, it was January 2017. So 
that's what brought me back to Ohio. Um, coaching Hamilton for about two years. Uh, love Hamilton. Great brewery down there, right next door to the boatyard. It was a little dangerous. It was perfect though. <laughs> uh, and uh, you know, had a lot of success growing the program, anyways. And got an opportunity to move up to Columbus to uh, take over the men's program at Westerville. Uh, Westerville's had a lot of history, a, little, a lot more than than my old program, Great Miami, did. A little more foundation at the time set, and I got Great Miami to the point where I didn't feel I could do what it needed as a side hustle anymore. Okay. It needed it needed me to be. It needed me to put the business on the, on, on the back burner a little bit, which I had accidentally already started doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was a that was kind of what solidified the decision to to move up to Columbus and take over Westerville, the men's program. Um, so uh, I spent. Uh, about two years kind of learning to balance things a little better, only running the men's side of things here. Um, some shift in leadership and changes happened up here. Uh, right after kind of I finished fully pivoting um, the day job business, strategically digital, to a more sustainable method where I could handle the side hustle better mm-hmm. um, and was then asked to take over as the program's head coach last winter. Uh, so there's your, there's again, more to unpack there, Alan, per usual. Yeah. Uh, I got back to Ohio. I told you there's the two cities I've been in and, uh, the, the short story, the, the long story short of how I got there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the thing that stands out to me out of that is, is now you're, it's like a teeter totter where you've got the even yeah. of like, you've got to do some of the rowing and then some of, you know, you've still got clients, you've still got business that happens. Yeah. Um, Fortunately, that seems like that's something you can do from wherever, you know, the business end of things. Yeah. But do you ever, I mean, what was your, how, how do you de- develop a, a time management system like that? <laughs> you know, do, I, does, is there regular practice? I would assume that there's yes. like based around school and things like that. Yeah. So regular practice, which means I usually end my work, my business availability day around three, three thirty Eastern time. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty early, especially when I started the business uh, and with a lot of clients in central time zone, that becomes two thirty. Yeah. Time, right? Right. So that's a fair amount of time we're missing. Um, luckily, um, we're going at this going into 10 years now. Right. Um, I have some phenomenal long term clients. Like, I mean, phenomenal ones. Mm-hmm. And, and for example, on that end, they a know that I'm going to be on the water and respect it. And if they call me during that time, they know I'll answer them because they know that they wouldn't call if it wasn't an emergency. Oh, that's, right? that's great. Yeah. yeah. And, and on top of that, they know my busy travel seasons where not just when I'm traveling a fair amount for the team, but also like my head is in that game. And so my, my it's not potentially the best time to do a giant project. Yeah. Is every September, October in April, May. Like, they own that now. They, when we're scheduling stuff out for a full year strategic plan for them, they it's a all right. We gotta let's avoid the rowing season. So blah blah. blah. I mean, that's that's next level. Yeah, you really can't can't even buy that. Like that's that's incredible. It, yeah. Exactly, and it's it's um. I mean, it, it's humbling for, to mm-hmm. be damn sure, um, but it's really enabled this to, to grow. And they, uh, whether they think I'm happier when I, when I have this in my life or they think I'm just more insane. They think more insane. Kyle's more productive. Kyle um, <laughs> Which is, I, is entirely true, but yeah, it, it's definitely entirely true. <laughs> but at the same time, I think they've recognized it's been a good challenge for me because it's also helped me actually invest in growing the company and bring in more resources and 
strategically digital over the last three years or so has very much pivoted from being Kyle Stanley to being Kyle Stanley's team. And where we are working as a group to, to achieve our client stuff. It's not Kyle it, for a while. It was, you know, I'll, I'll steal a word from Mark Cuban. I mean, it was entrepreneurship, right? We were, I was building something that was going, but it was, it was Kyle. Yeah. Kyle the whole damn time. Um, <laughs> successful made money. Yeah. I was, I was enjoying life. It was supporting, supporting my life, putting money in retirement, not complaining, but it also like on that same end for me, it wasn't quite fulfilling. So rowing did twofold. It gave me more fulfillment because I was working with more people every day. Right. Um, and you know, you, you, but also took me from the computer. So I wasn't staring at it every day and every hour of every day. And it forced me to actually make some tough decisions and invest in building the business. Yeah. Uh, so without the side hustle, the business doesn't grow in a funny way. Right. right? For sure. Um, and without the business, rowing isn't possible in many ways because the business gives you the flexibility to do coaching. Yeah. And I think you kind of got the cheat code a little bit because, I mean, even kind of the basis of this podcast is having a, a side hustle and the basis of having a side hustle is kind of like, well, maybe your 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 full-time job doesn't necessarily know about that aspect of your life. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> we've, we've talked on this show before where I've, uh, I was doing interviews for, you know, while I was working a day job and I would yeah. run out to my car and do an interview and then come back and go, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like things like that, yeah. people that, and, and I'm always interested in the time balance because, you know, there is a little bit of like secrecy as mm-hmm. to like, yeah. well, do they know all of what that entails? Mm-hmm. And this is a place where you can kind of talk about that, but you have the kind of luxury of having clients that know, okay, this is part of your life. And it's something that you do. And I think that transparency is important because now you can really kind of excel at both. And there's no sort of like feeling of, you know, not necessarily guilt. I don't know what the right word is for Mm -hmm. it, but Mm -hmm. that feeling of like, well, they don't know that I also coach, you know what I mean? Like there's no hiding it. And they they probably recognize that when your equilibrium is hit like that, when you feel like you're dedicating enough time to both, that you're probably more successful in in, doing it. And you feel like, but like both sides have to be hit in a way that's going to make you comfortable enough to, you know, to dedicate time to them both. And that's, that's, uh, that's, that sounds important. You know, that's, yeah. that's really cool. A- absolutely. You know, I mean, any service style industry that you're, that you're working with, I mean, when you're providing a service to, to a client, the number one thing that I've learned to do, try to work my butt off with is to really truly set expectation from the get go and overly communicate those throughout. Right. Mm-hmm. So if, I don't set the expectation that, Hey, I'm harder to get a hold of between this, these two hours. And they try, they can constantly try to get hold of me and they can't. Not I'm not going to well. do that business. No. Yeah. Right? Yep. It, yep. It's going to be a lot more understanding if they understand that. And honestly, I'll pull a card. They feel they're like, Oh, you're doing a great thing for the community by coaching these kids. Yes, I am. Okay. <laughs> but, yeah. but it's a little bit easier to say that than, you know, Hey, I'm, I'm on the golf course with my buddies. Right. Every in time right it's not like i'm trying to hide it or on that end um because i have to i mean you, alan you nailed it like the transparency is really important on that end yeah. um especially in the industry i'm in with strategically digital like we we host manage maintain 100 plus websites throughout the, throughout the world and and run multiple servers on that and there's a lot of moving pieces to make it all happen right yeah, so, there's a lot that can go wrong very quickly. One hundred percent. Yes, I've never experienced that before. Um, but, <laughs> Knock on wood, but, but yes. 
you know, it's if I don't manage those expectations and set them from the get go of what my limitations are, but also at the same time say, hey, these are my personal limitations. And I've tried to combat them by providing you guys access to these people. And this is what we do as in our infrastructure of our company. So these so these limitations don't actually limit what your product does or do. Mm-hmm. It's a, okay, cool. Rather than we're calling you, we can't get a hold of you. What the hell is going on? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, that's such like a like a like a time management sigh of relief. You're like, okay, now I can. I feel like I can do it both. I feel like I can do it all, and they know what I want. And to over communicate yeah. that is important. I think a lot of people can take that away. You know, like always be clear about your expectations and where your time's at, where you can dedicate to it. And if you're not, someone's not going to know, you know, and it's not going to go well. So I, yeah. um, I mean, for any sort of project or anything like that, but um, I mean, particularly to, to balance really like, I, I would say two passions, right. And, and, you two know, one, one, one that happens separate. to be on the side and they're separate and uh, you know, but you, but you care about them, you know, equally. And, and, uh, and that's, that's important. I mean, and, and to, to communicate that to people you work with is, is a, uh, is a big deal. and doesn't always happen like that way, you know, so yeah. that's really, that's really unique. <laughs> Yeah. Well, and I know both of you guys, it's, you know, a shared passion is something that, you know, can strengthen a workplace and strengthen a a relationship, right? Mm. Whether it's a shared passion or just a a shared understanding that people are passionate about themes, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So, you know, for me, I I feel like the fact that I'm open about that kind of stuff to my, to my customers and also to, to my, my team, my staff, they're, they're going to feel like they can be more themselves around me too. Right. Exactly. And, and exactly. be vulnerable on that end and a little more vulnerability doesn't hurt any of us in these situations. Mm-hmm. It's going to strengthen the relationships we have. And, you know, I, my, we add a lot of clients every year to our roster mm-hmm. and a lot of that, and we don't lose very many. And I'm knocking on wood right now on that end, <laughs> but a lot of that is because, is because the, 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 the relationship I believe ha- is is very much business oriented, mm-hmm. but the balance there of how to maintain that and actually understand that, you know, we understand the mission of the company. We also understand the people we're working with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and the I mean, rowing's taught me a lot of that in many ways. Uh, the business has let me take advantage of that in many ways. Right. Um, but I feel like that strengthens what we do and how we do it. And also strengthens my ability to grow the business in a positive way. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I disagree. No, I'm kidding. No, 100%. <laughs> of all people disagree, Jim Love. Oh, yeah, wow. yeah, right. No, I, th- I mean, I think it's clear that, you know, that that brand that you've built up that's become a, a, a fixture and a culture within your company has extended to clients in, in, a, in a loyalty that it sounds like it's pretty unmatched, which is which is great and, and a gift. And you're able to focus your time, you know, as we mentioned on, on both. And um, and that's awesome. I mean, I think that's that's commendable. And, you know, and it's difficult to reach that. And I think you can you can yeah. grow it and, uh, you know, and do so much more from here. Yeah, absolutely. Um, one selfish question. How many people yeah, do you yeah. have on your team? Uh, what's the team? Oh, on the, I'm sorry. On the strategically <laughs> digital team. <laughs> uh, we, we are about five people right now. Wow. Awesome. That's awesome. That is a, I mean, that's a hard milestone in itself is to mm-hmm. make that decision to hire a person, you know, yes. and I can, I can say that from a personal standpoint, knowing when you're stretched to the point that like mm-hmm. somebody's needed and that financially you can make it work. And that's so, so and to have people. So like when staff. I got hired on this podcast from Alan, like I mean, that, was, <laughs> that was a big step forward, you know? And, and, and then really, we walked out of that happy hour and then Jim was on the, <laughs> there it is. yeah, it's it's he bought next, you a river west. Next thing you knew. And here I am. Yeah. Yes. It's, it's, 
it worked out well. Well, that is that is super awesome that you have uh, two really passions that drive each other. Um, obviously, the business yeah. uh, sustaining things, and then being <laughs> able to to do everything involved with crew on top of that. Uh, if they want to get in touch with Strategically Digital and they want to follow kind of what you do there, um, yeah. where would be a good place to to oh. kind of make that that initial outreach? Maybe we'll get you some clients out of this. Mm. Yes, <laughs> you know, and maybe I'll buy you some beers afterwards. Then there uh, we go. Yeah. Well, that better happen regardless. That's yeah. all I'm saying. Uh, okay, okay, I'll I'll write it off. Um, <laughs> I mean, Jim loves when I say that part, but uh, yeah, strategicallydigital.com. A lot of syllables. Uh, we're, when we hit ten years, I may figure out how to change those syllables. We'll <laughs> figure that part out. Uh, but I own the domain name, and that's all that counts. Um, yes. So strategically digital com is a great way to kind of access and see what services we provide um i think jim i mean we hit it on a little bit like web development is a big part of it a big way we position ourselves is we are the technology arm of uh any web and pr group so we do we definitely do web design and web development we do a lot of consultation on web architecture and solutions that are required uh to achieve kind of needs and functionalities throughout um, but we also provide a lot of maintenance and support on uh, just any web infrastructure in the, in, as a whole. So that's where I said we, we host, maintain, support 100, probably going on 200 plus right now, wow. uh, web web environments throughout and, and applications on that end. Um, so that's the place to learn about that. Contact us there. Um, Kyle at strategicallydigital.com can get you a nice, lovely conversation with me, of course. There that's you. you. Uh, that's you. <laughs> Uh, the way I, I, I mean, you can find us on the social media guys, but social media is, is not my, my greatest game. I'll, it's probably my, my fault on that end, <laughs> not my priority, but as I, as I mentioned, right, like our, our, I mean, our business is grow, grow has grown continuously through mostly word of mouth mm-hmm. and, and, and people spreading, spreading their, their positive experiences, hopefully is what they're spreading. And uh, so we put most of our efforts into that kind of stuff and less into our external aspect of things. Absolutely. That's awesome. Okay. Well, there you yeah. have it. That's the story. Get in touch with Kyle and and uh, and learn more about, about being strategic and digital and all that fun stuff. <laughs> yes. And, and everything you and, just said and, in the last and minute. Boats. And yeah. boats. And boats. And make rowing. big boat go fast. Yes. All right. I'm on a boat. I'm on a boat, mother trucker. Don't yeah, you yeah. ever forget. Um, hey, I sold t-shirts with it on there when I was in high school and made a lot of money. That was my first side hustle. Oh, perfect. There, there we it go. Is. Lonely Island. Shout and out. if you want to uh if you want to spread the word about this podcast, oh, yes. you can do that as well. Uh, you can follow us uh, anywhere you get that your po- your podcasts. Um, you can also find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We are hustling sideways everywhere. So, with that said, Kyle, thank you so thank much. Thank you, for doing Kyle. This. We appreciate it. My pleasure, gentlemen. Great, great chat with you as always. Hopefully, I can connect next time I'm back in the Milwaukee office. Oh yeah, absolutely. And then we are out of here, Jim. Take us out. Keep on hustling. You almost forgot it. I almost <laughs> forgot it. We'll see you next time. We'll we'll, we'll edit that out. We'll see you next time. (laughs)